Hello and welcome back to A Nourished Life with the Robinsons. Today is a very special day for the podcast because this is our very first episode with a guest speaker. And I'm so excited to say that this is my wonderful sister, Nicolina Carufe. She's not just my sister, she's also an author of a brand new children's book, as well as a writer for Nine Honey Parenting. I just want to give you a little heads up. We actually have Nicolina's second son, Leo, in the room with us. He is munching on a cracker at the moment. So if you hear any noises, just a pre-warning because the mum work-life juggle is real. So today we're going to be chatting all about her rough and wild journey into motherhood, how she was able to overcome her postnatal blues and get to where she is today, an incredible mum with a thriving career and now also a brand new author. So Nikki, I'll let you give everybody a quick intro into your life at the moment and then we'll rewind and start from the beginning. Thanks so much, Anna. Yeah, it's been quite the setup here trying to get <laughs> Leo quiet. Hopefully this cracker lasts a while. But yes, I've got two kids now. I've got Noah who's two years old and Leo who's just about to hit nine months old. Had them very close in age, as you would know. The two under two struggle <laughs> is real at the moment. Yes. Um, but yeah, they're very young. I'm only just getting back into my career, slightly working part-time and doing different proje- projects. So it's been really exciting, but also very overwhelming and just a lot to juggle. Yes, I can imagine. So you watched me have my kids first. So when you felt pregnant, you felt pretty confident and chill about the whole thing. But only a few days after you actually had Noah, things started to feel a little different for you. I watched you start getting really nervous, anxious, and you were really not yourself. And of course, we all know once you actually have your first baby, it's like a bus hits you in the face. Nothing prepares you for those first few weeks, no matter how many books you read. But your feelings became stronger and stronger until you felt completely lost and extremely overwhelmed. It was really hard to watch you go through this because I remember at the time I kept telling you it's going to get better. I know it's hard, but it will all begin to make sense soon. But obviously that wasn't helping. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you were feeling at the time? Yeah, I remember coming here so many times during that first six-week experience and coming to visit you and I would just rock up at the door at any hour just absolutely exhausted and confused and emotional and coming to you and and you're a really great support (laughs) during that time and now as well as you can tell Leah's getting restless um but I guess I want to go back to when I felt pregnant because I think my pregnancy experience actually had a big impact on what the first few weeks of motherhood were for me yeah and that's because when I fell pregnant um I was doing really well I had a really positive pregnancy experience you know I hate some moms hate when I say this but I had no morning sickness I was thriving I had all this energy out of nowhere I just was having a really good time and I was also working full-time and I was hitting some pretty amazing kind of career highlights I remember coming over to your place and the day before I gave birth to Noah I watched myself on getaway in my first ever piece on getaway which was like a dream of mine to record so that was a really positive time for me so I think 
that really set me up for a bit of a blow when I had Noah. Everything changed for me all of a sudden. Nothing was about me. Everything was about this baby. I was so confused trying to figure out how to become a mom, how to feed and, and make sure a child is sleeping, you know. Yeah. So while figuring all of that out, also coming to terms with the fact that I felt like I completely lost any time for myself or any even time in my brain for myself I'm not even yes. talking just physical time um, that was a really big hit for me and something that I struggled with for I would say the first four months of Noah's life I went through postnatal blues um, and I didn't really start to crawl out of those um, feelings of sadness and um, I could even admit you know regret for having a kid and just second guessing all of my decisions until the fourth trimester, as they call it, was finished. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was actually, um, it was really hard to watch you go through that. And I think at the time, you the, the best thing you did was you acknowledged that that was what you were feeling. And I think that was the most important thing at the time that you needed to do. Yeah, and that was actually with your help because I don't know if you remember, it was specifically at the six week mark I had come over one day and I was just crying. I just was so lost. And I remember it was right after Noah's six week. Um, <laughs> and I remember it was right after Noah's six week um, vaccinations. And everyone would tell you, you know, at the six week mark, there's this big difference and everything changes. And I didn't feel that change. Yes. And that's when I thought, oh my gosh, this is like never going to end. Yeah, this craziness and this hardship of motherhood will never ever end. And I came over and I remember you said to me, Nikki, you're more than welcome to come over anytime. And obviously, I'm here for you. But you said something that was really powerful, which was, I, as your sister and as your friend, can only encourage you and help you so much. It's at this point when perhaps you need to speak to somebody who will give you the tools to get out of these emotions. And that's when I sought therapy. Yes. And that's when I called. There's an amazing service in Australia called Panda, which helps you with postnatal blues and and any anxiety you may be feeling at the time and they have a free helpline and that was the first step I took to acknowledge that I'm not the same person that I was I'm really struggling to get out of a cycle of negative thoughts and that was my first step to try and remedy that yeah and looking back at that experience now what do you think actually got you through as well as those those tools that you learned through you know seeking help so I think it was one talking and admitting that I was struggling because all I could see on Instagram yeah. was everyone having a fantastic time being yeah. a mum. All these amazing photos of these cute, you know, little baby girls in their like head wraps. <laughs> and I mean, I had a little boy, so I was putting him in the most adorable overalls and posting photos. But that I thought I was like, there's something wrong with me that I'm the only one that's struggling here. I honestly thought that because yeah. all I could see in front of me was people not struggling or what I thought was people not struggling. And so once I kind of went to therapy and started to, to open up and admit that, you know, I'm not always happy all the time. I'm not, I'm not always, you know, looking at my child thinking, oh my gosh, this is the greatest gift on earth and I should be thankful for every single minute and moment with them while they're like screaming at me and spewing up on me. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, told by a professional, well, no, there's a lot of people that seek help. There's a lot of people that talk yeah. about this and are struggling through this and you don't have to always 
be grateful and you don't have to always think that you are not allowed even to think the most negative of thought with a baby because how lucky are you to even have a baby yes yeah and i think there's a lot of that unfortunately on social media which is why it's amazing that you're coming out and talking about this openly now and hopefully we'll see more of this come to light on social media because Yes, at the end of the day, having babies and motherhood is one of the most magical and most amazing experiences that a lot of us will go through. But at the end of the day, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. No. There are some really <laughs> crappy, crappy days. Yeah. Um, and some of them, you know, can really affect us in, in more of just in a more negative way. Yeah. And I think the first step to that is really admitting that you're not doing okay, yes. you're not feeling um, okay all of the time, and also um, realizing and recognizing, which is why I speak about it now, which is why I do my, you know, post things on Instagram and make sure I'm open and honest, is knowing that everybody else is in the same boat. We yes. are all tired, we yeah. all, you know, wake up cranky in the morning, we're sleepless and we're tired and we're sick and, you know, we're stressed and anxious. Um, so don't feel like you're alone at all. Yeah. And I think also the, the other important thing as well is that I think more people need to accept that it's actually not normal to feel completely burnt out and exhausted as a mum. Yes, that's normal to go through those days, but just accepting that burnout and exhaustion is part of motherhood is something that we really got to get past as a society i think that's also amazing that you you know that you were able to acknowledge that okay these feelings aren't normal mm. they're not acceptable you know i am able i should be able to feel happier and feel a better way yeah and i should be able to you know leave my house and and, and <laughs> you know have 10 minutes to myself and feel okay about it yes exactly <laughs> not feel guilty because i think that's what you know yeah. has been so wrong with societal expectations of mothers is that you know as soon as we take some time for ourselves we start to feel guilty and you know reality is is that that that's pretty much come from societal expectations of what motherhood is meant to look like which is something that we really need to change yeah so you now have an Instagram account that so many mums can relate to. Your reels are pretty much moments we all have in motherhood, but you have found a way to bring humour and light into them. How did you manage to get to this point and how were you able to find the fun and humour in everyday mum life? Well, I think this all started, I would say, honestly, through my therapy journey because when I went to therapy, I remember um, my therapist asking me, well, you know, why do you feel like you're not yourself? And I remember my husband actually, Nick, saying to me, you know, you're, you're always usually so bubbly. Like you would know, you know, we've yeah. known each other for our whole life. Yeah. Um, you're, you're just fun and bubbly and like you're always, you know, laughing or you can crack a joke at things and I wasn't doing that at all. I was like so, you know, just sad and solemn and And you were quiet. just always so serious. Yeah. yeah. And so worried about the future, the next hour, the next two hours, yeah. the next day. You were always constantly worried about it. I had honestly just no time. I didn't allow myself to even like laugh or smile at any moment. And I then started to work on that. So I started to try and find like the light in the day or something that um, made me smile it started with, you know, something that would make, had made me smile that day or something that I was grateful for that day. And then that moved on to as well, trying to laugh at things because I had like stopped physically laughing. I know that that sounds you yeah. know, stupid, but I just was stopped physically laughing. And when I, when I actually 
started to you know think about the the crazy situations i was in where you know my husband would walk through the door and the dog would be licking the baby's feet and i would have like milk dripping from my shoulder or something <laughs> that's you know it's funny like yeah. it's, it's a yeah. it's a wild moment but it's funny and like yeah. nick would just start laughing and then i would start laughing and that just felt really good that you could yeah. in the craziest of moments just think that is just hilarious yeah and so that's when i just started sharing those you know funny yet crazy moments um in a humorous way on instagram and i just built this amazing community of mums who started to laugh at them as well and you know they would comment saying oh my gosh this literal exact thing happened to me today it's like <laughs> yeah. i'm watching myself on this video and that was really nice to build that community and to be able to share in those moments and just laugh along to them yeah because i think so many of us experience these moments in the day but as we're experiencing them it can be really easy to get frustrated mm. at them like for example that one reel that you uploaded a couple of weeks ago about finding the exact moment <laughs> moment of a video on YouTube that will be satisfying for your toddler. Yeah. Like it's like minute 3.560 yeah. and it's like from this point onwards. Only like, 22 seconds. Don't yeah. go over. Yeah. <laughs> like in that moment, you can get really angry and frustrated about it. But when you replay that in your mind and look at it, you just think, wow, this is so crazy. I never thought I would go through this. Yeah. It is actually really funny. And I think when you're able to share that in a humorous way with other people and make other people laugh about it it can really actually change the perception of how they approach each day as well and yeah. it brings a bit more light into their day because at the end of the day we're going to have these challenging moments no matter what but if we can add a little bit of that humor to it that can go so far yeah for and us and it changes i think it, that what you're saying as well it changes your perspective on these moments which is really helpful like i recently uploaded you know this video where i tried to do an activity with my toddler we tried yeah. to grow sea monkeys and that 10 minutes of my life i honestly going through it i was so frustrated i was so impatient i was getting kind of angry with him i would like raise my voice slightly and i finished the 10 minutes honestly thinking like oh my gosh, I'm the worst mom. I can't even go through 10 minutes of an activity. But then I cut it up into this clip because I just wanted a video of it. And it was hilarious. Yeah. There was moments where he was, you know, throwing around the water and he would yell at this and I would like, you could see my eyes rolling in the background. And so that really changed my perception now. So now when I do an activity with Noah, I think as frustrating as this is going to be, it's a whole lot of fun for the both of us in the yes. end. You know, yeah. so it's about changing your perspective to think, well... We're going to be going through tough days. We can't fight that. We, we can't leave the child and never come back. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're unfortunately sometimes going to stay with us. So let's embrace it as much as we can yes. and make the most of it. Yeah. And that sort of um, moves, moves me on to, it would also be really great if you could share some tips with us on how you actually manage to turn things around when you're having a bad day. Because like you said, we can't escape these days as mums, but learning how to manage the stressful and challenging moments is so important. So I think I've identified a few things that make me stressed and anxious, and I try to preempt um, what I can do to change that. <laughs> Just trying to keep entertaining Leo as we go through this Leo. podcast. <laughs> All right, that should be another activity. 
So I have tried to identify firstly what makes me really anxious and what makes me stressed. And that for me, um, one of those big things is I don't like not knowing what's next. I like to be as prepared as possible. But as you know, with kids, that's really hard. So the only thing I can control is how prepared I am. So for example, I do you know a nightly reset each day of um, just my kitchen, making sure I have all the food for, for Noel ready, all the food for Leo ready, all um, of my things prepared for what I need the next day. I make sure bag, I make sure bags are packed, and that for me is means that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not anxious and stressed and thinking about um, those things that I can could have controlled. So then all I have in front of me for the day is things that's things that I can't control, which is what my attitude yeah. of my toddler will be that day and what um, challenges I'll have with the baby that day. So for me, that's a big one is I try and be as prepared as possible physically and in my home for whatever the day is going to bring as a mum. And then my second thing is if I've found myself in a tough situation already, so something's gone bad and you know I'm, I'm in a tough situation something's gone bad and I'm in a tough situation I try and change my environment so you I feel like you would love this if I'm inside and for example Noah's getting really stressed out with his toys or an activity or he's screaming at me for a snack we go outside yeah Ch- physically changing my space always helps yeah that's so whether me. that's the smallest of thing which is literally moving from my lounge room into my backyard and resetting or it's you know let's get out of the house so then I pop them in the pram for a walk or we go in the car and visit you guys and I palm them off to your kids <laughs> for a little bit and there's a few punch-ons happening there but physically removing myself from a negative um, activity really helps me yeah amazing I love that I think the environment is a huge factor on how the rest of our day can go and that's a really simple tool and way to sort of change things up and you know bring a little bit more light to a situation so I love that um so you just launched your new children's book and it's called mummy loves fudge it is absolutely hilarious and what I love the most about it is you have not only written it for children but you have also written it for the mummers and once people read it that will make that will make complete sense but um did you want to give a little insight into the inspiration behind the book and maybe what fudge actually relates to (laughs) i'm going to reveal the secret so my mummy loves fudge is i a book i wrote when noel was born so two years ago and it was after my experience with postnatal blues when i started to see the light and in the day and the fun of you know being a mum and I started to just write down these circumstances where I would find myself at home screaming at the top of my lungs like what is going on and the word fudge now I wasn't saying the word fudge guys I was saying a different <laughs> f word um but obviously in front of your kids you're trying to be as calm as possible and as polite as possible so you know I would start to say fudge you know And those circumstances could be anything from, you know, we've just finished 
starting solids and there's food all over the floor and all over the walls. Or it could be I'm in the car and there's traffic and he's screaming in the car seat and I can't seem to get home fast enough. Or there's a disaster nap. It was all these different situations where the only thing I could do is let out my frustration by screaming something. And so I started to write it and I just um, put it away for a while and then I uh, really wanted to bring it to light, not just to provide it for other mums, but for me, it's a really nice keepsake for, for my little Noah because the illustrations are very much of him and um, the beautiful, amazing illustrator I worked with, Cesar, who brought all of the different elements of his life um, into the book you know his toys are featured in there his bedtime comforter so it's a really nice little keepsake for us as a family but then on top of that I really wanted as I said before other mums to realize they're not the only ones yelling at the top of their lungs fudge yeah <laughs> during the day we're all going through these frustrations and we all just need to be able to laugh about it and share in in that chaos so I, that's why I, I wanted to release it which I have um and uh, it's it's just a really nice way to sit down at the end of the day, read this book with your child. It reminds them of kind of what you've done for them all day, caring for them, but then it kind of gives you a giggle or two as well along the way. Yeah, and, and I think that's exactly what you want mums to be able to take away from the book as well. And the fact that you've written it for the child and the mum mm. is just so you. Like, yeah. I just feel like it's so you. <laughs> and I was sick of all the books I was reading, Noah just being like, one, two, three, A, B, C, yeah. where's the green sheep, you know? And yeah. so yeah. I wanted something for myself as well. Yeah, yeah of course. And um, the last question I would love to leave everybody with is, if you could go back and tell your childless self something, what would it be? I would say, and this this is just for me as a preparer and an organiser and somebody who likes to know what's next, I would say everything is a phase so i know it seems i know it doesn't seem like it but they will not be a newborn soon and then after that their sleep problems will eventually become a little bit easier and then after that they will start to eat normal food and you won't have to start blitzing food everything is a phase that you go through and as your child gets older um, it's okay to move out of the phases with them and start to slowly find yourself in that new phase as well because I think you know there's a really good quote out there I don't know exactly what it is but it's something like when you give birth to your child you're also giving birth to your new self yes you are going to be a completely different person not in a way that you lose yourself completely you just find yourself again but then a whole different element yeah and so as you go through these phases my current phase is finding a work-life balance again and that's you know, it's a struggle. I, I try and do part-time work, raise my kids, try not to feel guilty that I'm not with them. It's a whole thing, right? Yeah. But this phase will finish and then another phase will come my way and I just need to know that I need to be able to be okay with moving through those motions. Yes, I love that. I think the phases part is something that I love sharing with new mums as well because like you know between us our kids are all so different Mm. and I always say you know when people come to me and say oh what's some advice you can give me when they're pregnant with their first I actually say to them the best advice is sometimes you know 
no advice like yeah. you know what I mean like you know you need to take things as they come because your child's going to be so different but the one thing that I want to leave them with is please remember that everything is a phase mm. because when it's your first and you're not sleeping you are literally in that moment of my life is over it's never going to be the same <laughs> I'm never going to sleep again but reality is is yes everything is absolutely a phase and problems come and go with kids yeah. easier times come, harder times come, and, it, you know, everything goes through different phases. And it could even go down to, you know, taking it day by day. That's another yes. great piece of advice you gave me when I was with Noah and I was with him every single day and I had Noah in COVID, so that was a whole different experience for me. But all you can do is tackle things as one unit. So whether that's for you easiest to say, okay, I'm going to get through today and tomorrow's a new day, or I'm going to get through this week and tomorrow's a new week, that's a that's a great way to, to look yes, at it. Yes, definitely. Nikki, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of those vulnerable moments with us. I'm sure it will help so many mamas out there listening to this episode. Can you just quickly tell everyone where they can find you and also grab a copy of your new book? Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at Hey Nicolina K. So that's H-A-Y-N-I-K-O-L-I-N-A-K. And in there, you can find in the link in my bio, the book for pre-order at the moment. Um, or you can go to heynicolinak.com, which is where you can find it. I love connecting with new mums. Honestly, I, I love having conversations with them. So send me a photo, uh, send me a DM and just um, have a chat to me about your little ones and we can share in the chaos. And thanks for having Leo on the podcast yeah. too, <laughs> Anna, because really is the most quiet baby usually but of course during this podcast has decided to, to mumble give, about yeah to chatter away he is actually the chillest baby <laughs> so we really thought we could actually tackle this with him and we we somewhat have but he's just given us a few little chats along the way yeah Awesome. Thanks again for doing this, Nikki. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, Nikki and I would love to hear from you. Send us a DM over on Instagram. I would also really appreciate a review. If you know any other mamas that would benefit from listening to this episode, please link it over to them. Chat soon. Lots of love, Anna and Nikki. And Leo. Yes. (laughs)